Hello and thank you for joining us for our Time in the Word of God today. Uh, every Sunday night we normally talk about healing, uh, but I've got it on my heart to expand that a little bit and talk about healing and miracles. Uh, and this is because I believe that God's wanting to do more. He's wanting to manifest his power on a greater level. And part of, part of that happening, part of him doing that, uh, involves raising our expectation, uh, increasing our expectancy uh, for what he can do, believing him for more. God's always wanted to work with the people who believe him, uh, people who will look at him and, and look at situations and think God can do that. It's possible. I believe God can do that, uh, especially with things that he said and when, as he speaks to us. So we need to, sometimes we need to increase our own uh, expectation and our own uh, belief in what God can do. And so tonight I just had it on my heart to just stir you up a bit, stir you up with a mentality uh, of it's possible. And I want you to grab a hold of this phrase today and just to begin to look at situations and think it's possible. God can do that. God can change that. Just make a habit of that. Make a habit of looking at things and saying, God, God can change that situation. It's possible. It's possible. Just build this into you as a mentality. See, throughout the Bible, one of the big things that very often that, that limited what God did in situations was people who just placed those limitations on. And he even talks, I believe it's in Psalm 78, about people who, who limited him because they forgot his power. Uh, and and I, there, there's, things that, there's things I know God wants to do. It's stirring in my heart the greater manifestation of the miraculous. And I know I'm not the only one. I've heard others begin to say this as well. And God's been talking about the increase of the miraculous that is going to happen. Uh, he's been saying that for a few decades, uh, talking about a time that's coming when it's, where the church is going to step into a higher flow and a level of the manifestation of the power of God. In my heart, I believe we're right in that time. We're, 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 we're just moving into that now. That time's now. It's to, we're ready for this to happen. God's ready to move in some areas uh, for, 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 for a greater manifestation of his power in the, realm, in, in the area of the miraculous. And so as part of this, I, I believe he wants to, us to see some things in his word, uh, to raise our expectancy, to raise our, our confidence in what he can do. Just to begin to look at things and think it's possible. It's possible for that to happen. And uh, hi, Deanna. Good to see you. I've just seen the message there. Great to have you with us today. So as I said, today, we're just stirring up this, this basic truth. It's possible to look, look at a thing. You know, sometimes we limit God in our minds. We, we look at it, maybe a problem in our body or something that's not working right, something that's not going right. And especially when we're hearing doctors' reports and doctors are saying, oh, there's no way it can't be done or, or, or people around us are just feeding us with this, oh, you, you know, you're stuck with that for life. That's lifelong now. You're never going to get free from that. You've got to just learn how to live with that. And, and we get into these mentalities where we just think things can't happen and things can't change. And, and it's not just in, in our bodies as well. It's challenges that we face in our lives. But we serve a God who can do it. Uh, our God is able. It's possible. Just just make a habit of looking at that situation. Even while you, maybe you believe in God, maybe you're praying over it, just, just look at that thing and think, you know, it's possible. God can do that. Just build that into you. To, to, when challenges arise, let that thought come to your head and rise up in your heart and look at that challenge and say, God can change that. 
It's possible. I believe God can do it. See, when the children of Israel got to got to the verge of the of the promised land, God had been telling them he's going to take them in there. But they just looked at all the limitations and they looked at the giants and they and they basically came to the conclusion of I don't see how that can happen. It, oh, that can't be done. And the enemy just wants to feed that kind of mentality to Christians. He wants us to begin to believe. He wants to begin to get us to the place where we are restricted by the natural. And, and people, you know, you hear from Christians, they say, well, you know, I know God can do anything, but, you know, we live in a natural world and, and natural law says this, that and the other. Well, natural law told you that oceans don't split and seas don't split and, wa and water doesn't stand up like a wall on both sides while you walk down the middle of it. Natural, that was contrary to natural law. But we've become so limited in, in, in Christianity. We've gotten to the stage where we, we put God in a box. We say he is almighty. Oh, yes, I believe God is almighty. He's the ruler of the universe. But then in our, when it really comes to reality, we kind of look at things and think, no, nah, no, nah, you know, God has to work within a certain confinement of natural rules and laws in order to change this. Where's that in the Bible? Where's that in the Bible? We've limited him. And there's even Christians and, and many Christians are, are, are grab, have believed this lie that God has stopped doing miracles. Uh, this cessationalist theology, as it's become known, that God has ceased. Things have ceased. That's not true. That is a lie. There's only one person why, that wants you to believe things have ceased. And that's the, the enemy. The enemy wants you to think God is not doing things anymore. He doesn't manifest power. Why does the enemy want you thinking that? Because the enemy wants to have complete freedom in your life to do all of his junk. He wants to bring all of his bondage and all of his sickness and all of his problems. And he doesn't want you fighting it. He doesn't want you standing up and saying, no, hold on. I serve a God who's bigger than this. God's power can change this. The enemy wants to tell people, oh, no, no, no. God doesn't do that anymore. You just have to accept those things. That's that's a lie. And, and we're going to I believe we're going to step into some far greater things. We're going to walk in a, a realm of the miraculous. And, and this is coming forth from many, many people, many ministers. And, and people are beginning to, to tap in and hear what God is saying. And, and, and one of the things I know he's saying in our generation is, is, is get ready for a greater manifestation of miracles. Get ready for things that we thought previously impossible to start happening. It's like I'm saying to people in the UK, many people have, ha, have said, oh, no, you know, certain things can't happen in the UK and revival. And that's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. Oh, you know, you know, you know, oh, it's got to happen somewhere else. And, you know, oh, no, no, you, you just wait and see. God has a way of using the, 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 the of doing something or using a person that nobody thought could could use them. God found the shepherd boy. And he turned him into a king. God found Gideon, the youngest and, and the most insignificant, hiding away. And God said, I'm going to take you right up to being the leader. And, and many times you know, God brought Jesus out of Bethlehem. And they even said, oh, nothing good can come out of there. Brought out the Messiah out of that place. There's people who've written England off. And they've written the United Kingdom, not just England, the United Kingdom off. And they've thought, oh, no, for a revival to happen, it's got to happen where the church is strong and where things are happening. You just wait and see. You just wait and see. God has a way of making things happen. He has a way of sweeping with a mighty power, a mighty wave, and, a, and, a, and a, the force of his power is able to move and cause things to change. You're going to see it. <laughs> and I just, this is what I've got in my heart tonight. I want to stir you up. I want to stir you up. 
I want you to begin to look at things and think it's possible. I want you to say, I really do believe my God can do that. My God really can grow a new leg right in front of your eyes like that. A new leg could just grow. God really can put a brand new body part in if he has to. God can rewrite your DNA. He can change things on a genetic level in your body. He can he can cure incurable diseases. Uh, people, you know, they get certain conditions. Oh, it's incurable now. It's not incurable to God. It's possible. Let's build an it's possible mentality. This is stir yourselves up. Stir yourselves up and begin to believe it's possible. You know, I was thinking this. Just because you've never seen it before doesn't mean excuse me, God can't do it. Just because you've never heard of it happening before doesn't mean God can't do it. Many of the miracles in the Bible, when it when it first happened, no one had ever heard of it happening. It, it's easy for us now. We read the Bible and we've got a record of certain miracles. And there's people who try to even take the miracles out of the Bible because, you know, they just, they want to limit God so much. But these things really happened. There really was a Red Sea that got split right down the middle and a nation walked through down the middle and dry ground. That really happened. But you know what? Before that Red Sea, uh, Red sea split, that had never happened before. That was a first. There's no, there was no precedent for that. That was, a, that was a first. God did something he'd never done before. Never, ever done that before. And God just thought one day, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to split a path right down the middle of the sea. Did it for the first time ever. And then it happened a few other times with the Jordan River and other things, similar miracles. But many miracles in the Bible, when it first happened, it was the first time it had ever happened. I bet, you know, you know, think about Joseph and Mary and the virgin birth. That angel comes along and says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. Well, obviously, from her point of view, her first thought was, okay, how, how's this going to happen? You know, I haven't been with a man. And the angel said, don't worry, God's going to do it. Mary didn't look at that angel and think, <laughs> I'm not sure how things operate where you're from, buddy, but we're, we live on the natural planet here, uh, and it doesn't work like that. You need a man, you need a woman. And let me explain to you, Mr. Angel, how this works. Because, you know, God has to work within the natural. <laughs> God didn't seem to think so. But you see, Mary Mary didn't sit there thinking, oh, I've never heard of that before. No, 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 that, that seems a bit strange to me. That's a little bit far-fetched. No, she just said, oh, okay, God can do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> that was a first in human history, virgin birth. And, 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 and Joseph, Joseph, one day Joseph, he finds out this woman he's engaged to, his fiance, we would call her, they, they were promised to each other, his fiance is pregnant. And Joseph thinks to himself, it wasn't me. I didn't do that. So, in, of, of course, what's any you know, person going to think? He thinks, who did this? What's she been doing behind my back? And he's going to break up with her. He's thinking about breaking up. He's going to do it in a nice way. He doesn't want to embarrass her, but he's going to break up with her quietly. And, 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 and then, then he has a visitation from God. And, and, and I think with Joseph, it was an angel as well. And, and says, to, says to Joseph, you know, God did that. Don't break up with her. That was God who did that. Come on, let's be honest, guys. Someone comes to you and says, you, you know your girlfriend? God got her pregnant. <laughs> Most of us would think, <laughs> yeah, right. Which fiction show are you on today? Where's the camera? Is this reality TV? I bet you're trying to get my reaction for YouTube. We wouldn't, we would just, we would think, no, nah, that doesn't happen. That was a first. It had never happened before. 
What did what, what did Joseph say? Oh, okay, that's fine. God, God, you did it. Let's go for it. I'll marry her. That's fine. They were totally yielded and just let God do whatever he wanted to do and, and, and just believe God can do that. God came and said, it's all right, she's a virgin, but I put a baby in there. They're both of them. Both of them just thought, that's fine, God. You go right ahead. See, they didn't place limitations on what God can do. You know, even Abraham and Sarah, when, when God said, you're going to have a child, for them, that was a first. That had never happened before. And, and, and uh, you know, it happened after that in the Bible, that barren woman or, or couples who couldn't have a child suddenly have a child and it's happened in more recent time it's, it's a little bit more in a sense normal to us it's not quite normal in the natural but for christians we believe that can happen but for abraham and sarah that was a first they'd never heard of that happening before and god spoke to them spoke to them and said you, you're going to have a child you're going to have a child see god can do things that have never been done before he can move in miracles in a way just because it's never happened before doesn't mean he can't do it just because no one's ever heard of, of a leg just growing out right in front of your eyes, your eye blinks one moment, it's not there. The next moment, there's a new leg there. It doesn't mean it can't happen. It's possible. It's possible. Just begin to grab this. Begin to think to yourself, it's possible. God can do that. And if you're facing a challenge in your life, you might need to just sit, just sit there for a couple of days just thinking God can do this. It's possible. This can change. This can change. I believe God can do this. It's amazing how your faith will stir up when you just begin to meditate on that. Begin to just think God can do this. I know God. It's possible. Not from a begging point of view. Oh, God, I know you can do it. Why aren't you doing it? No, 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 no. Just, just forget all of that. Just begin to say, God, you can do this. I know you can do this. Just sit there and look at that situation. Just in your mind, just imagine that thing completely changed. God can do that. Build that in no impossibility mentality onto the inside of you. Because God really can do it. God really can do it. You know, many of us have heard Mark 9, 23. And this is the man who came to Jesus with his son. And, and the son's having a fit on the ground. And the man cries out to Jesus and said, you know, if you can do anything, please have compassion on us and do this. And in Mark 9, 23, Jesus turns to the man and he says to him, says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. See, it's in the Bible. All things are possible. What Jesus is saying to this man, he turns to this man and this man says, if, if, if this can be done, if you can do anything, Jesus said, it's possible if you believe it, it can happen. That's my paraphrase. He said to that man, it's possible. Come on, just believe me. Let's get this done. It's possible. Jesus didn't place a limitation on what could be done. All kinds of things throughout the Bible. Let's begin to stir it up. As I said, a little bit of a stir up today, a little bit of a. I, I know God can do this. It's possible. It's possible for, for a miracle to happen. It's possible for my financial situation, my crisis, whatever problem is possible for it to change. It's possible for the power of God to go into my body, into that situation I'm facing. It's possible for God to open a door up where, 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 where it just totally looked impossible. That's what it looked like for the Red Sea. It looked like there was no way through that situation. They got Pharaoh behind them. They got a sea in front of them. God made a path straight through. He made a way where, they, where, where, where it didn't look like there could be a way. Because that's my God. That's the God that we serve. You know, just think about Noah. One day God comes to Noah and he says, Noah, there's going to be a flood. It's going to cover the whole earth. That's never happened before. <laughs> that was a first in human history. 
I mean, they might have seen, may, I don't know, maybe localized floods or something. I don't know. But but a flood that covers the whole earth, that, that's never, that never happened before. This was a first. Just I want you to see how many miracles in the Bible. It was the first time that ever happened. That that never happened before. That didn't mean it couldn't happen. God said there's going to be a flood. Noah goes, oh, okay, all right. I better start building a boat then. Just notice a simple, that simple response, that simple reaction. Just saying, well, God's going to do it. Let's start building a boat. We better start getting ready for it. This is, this is why many people never see a miracle. They begin to argue back and in their minds, oh, God, I just don't see how that can happen. Noah just said, okay, fine. We better start building a boat. And he, he just began to prepare. He said, get, get ready for it. He didn't know when it was going to happen, but he just thought, I better be ready. And he built that boat, as God had said. See, this is what God's looking for in the people, in the people of God. Us to just begin to say, okay, God, you said you're going to do it. Well, that's fine. It's going to happen then. Rather than talking ourselves out of it, rather than our minds just kicking in and thinking, well, you see, I don't see how. I just don't see how that can happen. Or, or, you know, but that just doesn't happen. I've, I've never heard of that happening before. Or, or you know, that's, no, those, kind of, those kind of things don't happen in the natural. Now, this is the problem. This is why we're not stepping into the miraculous. We don't have that quick response where we just say, okay, fine, God, you said you're going to do it. You're going to do it. It's possible. Just keep hearing this. I keep saying it. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> a little bit more of a stirring one tonight. That's what I want to do. It's what I had on my heart. Get a hold of that. It's possible mentality. Begin to see what can happen. You know, Numbers chapter 11. I'm not going to go too much longer. But in Numbers chapter 11, um, the, the children of Israel, they're in the wilderness. And, and you know, man, they had miracles happen in the wilderness. Every morning they woke up, there was manna on the ground. They lived a daily miracle for 40 years. God provided manna on the ground. That just what that wasn't just once a week. That, this was a daily air, constantly food and provision. They'd wake up, they'd look out their tent, their food was on the ground, they just picked it up and ate it, ready to go. Okay. And anyway, they got a bit tired of the manna and they, they began to moan and say, Oh, we want some meat. We haven't had meat for ages and ages. I mean, I know what that's like. You know, when you haven't had pizza for ages, and you think, Oh man, I really want a pizza. So they're getting some cravings for meat, yeah, <laughs> okay? But they were moaning. They were complaining. They had a bad attitude about it. Oh, God's just giving us manna all the time. So God said, you know what? I'm going to give you meat. I'm going to give you meat. So much meat's going to come out of your ears and out of your nostrils. He's going to be flooded in meat. And this, this was a big group of people. This wasn't just a family of five people needing food. This was a nation. I mean, 600,000 soldiers and footmen that, that you put into there, the, 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 you know, the, the children, the babies, the, the, the wives, you add that up, you've got a crowd in the millions. That's a lot of food. God didn't just say, I'm going to do this once. He said, I'm going to do this for every day for a month. You're going to have a month's worth of meat. Even Moses, you go read it, Numbers 11, even Moses looked at it and thought, yeah, you, you're stretching it a bit far there, God. Now, this is Moses who, he, through him, God manifested his power in Egypt with all those plagues. And through Moses, he stretched out his staff and the Red Sea split. Moses had, had seen some amazing miracles, but he looked at this one and he thought, yeah, God, I think this one's a little bit too far now. He, and he said, God, how, how are you going to do that? I mean, are we going to have to go? Fishing, we're in the middle of the wilderness. You don't get that much meat in the wilderness, especially for, for three people, let alone a whole nation in the millions. 
Moses questioned God. And God, Numbers, Numbers 11, verse 23, this is what God said to him. The Lord said to Moses, has the Lord's arm been shortened? In other words, is God's arm limited to provide? Is he incapable of doing this? God's asking a question. He's saying to Moses, are you saying I'm limited? Are you saying I can't do this? See, that's not, that's not what God wants us to respond. God wants us to, to say, yeah, God, it's possible. You can do it. Whatever it is you said it can be done, it can be done. I'm not going to be limit. I'm not going to limit you by by my own mind. So, so Moses so eventually, uh, you know, God, God challenged Moses. This is why I say so often, even Moses limited God. We we all do it. We all do it. We get into that stage where we just think, I don't see how that can happen. And, we, and the the enemy just sits on our shoulders and say, Yeah, you're right. It can't happen. And and we we sit there in our minds, and the enemy just goes, yeah, yeah, you better just give up now. It's never going to turn. It's never going to change. Nothing's ever going to get better. That can't happen. He wants to feed you with discouragement and lies and pull you down. That's why you get in the Word of God and you begin to build your faith up and begin to see what God has done and begin to believe God will do that for me too. It's possible. There's your phrase of the week. It's possible. <laughs> anyway, I want I want to read you what actually happened. How did, what happened? Just get a picture of what this is about to describe when this meat arrived. Okay. Talk about takeaway. My word. Numbers 11, 31. This is what actually happened. It says, now a wind went out from the Lord. This wasn't just a natural wind. This is God sent this wind. Can God do that? Can God send a wind? Well, you know, in the, in the book of Acts and Acts chapter two, they were indoors. They're in the upper room. And, and the Bible, when the Holy Spirit arrived, he, he arrived in a pretty powerful way. The Bible talks about a wind, indoor wind. It wasn't just a breeze. It wasn't just a light little breeze over their skin where Peter went, oh, it's a little bit chilly in here. Someone open the window. No, no, no. It wasn't just, wasn't just a little breeze blowing through the place. The Bible says indoors in, a, in, a, in an upper room, a rushing mighty wind. <laughs> Went through that place. Rushing, mighty wind. Picture that. Can you imagine in your room right now? You just feel this <sighs> of the presence of God. Most people, the most they've ever felt of God is a little bit of a tingle in their skin when there's a little bit of anointing in a place. And they go, oh, God's in the building. You wait until you feel a rushing, mighty wind flow through an enclosed building. No windows, no doors open. That's God saying, I'm here now. This is the power of God. This is what God can do. So, yeah, God can cause a wind like that. And this is what happened here. Numbers 11, it says, a wind went out from the Lord and it brought quail from the sea. This wind just began to pull quail in from all over the place. And, 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 and not only that, pulled the quail down onto the ground. That wind pulled all that quail down and it said it left them fluttering near the, near the camp. They, they couldn't, the quail couldn't take off back up again. They were being kept on the ground by this. But let me, just, it's going to tell you just an idea, not number-wise, but an idea of how much quail there was. In the middle of a wilderness, look at this. This is how much meat God provided. About a day's journey on this side. Now, it's not talking about driving your car. They didn't have cars. So as far as you could walk in a day in that direction, a day's journey. And then it says, and about a day's journey on the other side. And then it says all around the camp. In other words, a day's journey in every direction. 
and about two cubits above the surface of the ground. In other words, it wasn't just, I didn't look up how much a cubit is, but it's basically saying it wasn't just one bird, one bird, one bird. It's talking about a layer of birds, a day's journey in every direction from the camp. That's how much meat God provided with them. Can you imagine waking up to that? You look out your window, and there's just bird, just birds on the ground as far as you can see in every direction around you. You've been praying, God, we need some meat in this house. And you wake up and there's just meat all over the place. <laughs> That's what happened. A day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp and two cubits above the surface of the ground. It says the people stayed up all day and all night and all the next day. It took them two days staying up day and night, gathering up this quail. That's a lot of quail. And then, it, and then, it, and yeah, God gave them enough meat that's coming out of their nostrils, just like you said, gave them so much meat. Can God do that? Is God able to do that? Often we say to ourselves, ah, I don't see how it can happen. That's limiting God. Let's take the limitations off. God's looking for a people who are going to believe him. God's looking for a people who are going to say, God, you can do that. You can. There's, there's nothing you can't do. And that's my message to you tonight. It's simple, but it's powerful. It's, it's simple. Where we begin to say, I'm going to be that people who, who believe God. Right since the beginning of history. God has been looking for a generation who will believe him. He's been looking for people who will say, I'll believe God. I'll believe you can do anything, God. I'm going to take all the limitations off. It's one of the biggest struggles. You know, for a God who can do anything, the one thing he has struggled with is to get a group of people to consistently believe him. Because <laughs> he works with us. Now, he can do it, but he wants to do it with us believing. He wants to do it without cooperation. He wants to work through us. So he's looking for a people who will take the limitations off. He searched uh, even through the Old Testament. And every now and again, he'd find individuals who would believe him. But a group of people who will say, we're going to be a people who believe God and not place any limitations on it. A nation who believes God. This is who we, the church, are supposed to be. We are believers. It's in our name. <laughs> We call ourselves believers and then we turn around and don't believe. Let's be believers. Let's begin to say we're going to be the generation finally that's going to give God the one thing he wants. He's given us so much. The one thing he wants is a people who just believe him and don't question him. Let's take the limitations off. Let's get rid of all this junk theology that says, oh, God doesn't do, God can't do, God won't go and do all this negative stuff. And let's begin to just have the courage to say, I'm going to believe the Bible for what it says, and I'm going to believe God can do these kind of things. Now, so, some of you might say, oh, yeah, you know, but I tried to do that, and it didn't happen, and now I'm discouraged, and now I think maybe it doesn't happen. See, this is, this is where the enemy's got people, they, you know, and, and he pulls them back down. Don't let discouragement from the past, don't, don't let... Bad experiences from the past damage your expectation for what God can do today. That's my message to some people who are just thinking, no, but I tried this. You know, a few years ago, we tried and it all went wrong. Maybe there's some things you didn't know about then right then. Maybe there's a few things you didn't connect a few dots right then. But don't, don't let the enemy pull you out of believing God just because maybe you didn't get some things quite right and some things in the past. Just get back up. The Bible says 
Though the righteous fall down, they get back up again. He will arise. We just get back up and we say we're going to go out of the game. I'm determined that we're going to just keep taking our stand, believing God until we get it right. We learn how to get this and we tap into the power of God and the manifestation of the glory and the power of God uh, begins to manifest in this place. Thanks, Shell. Two cubits is three feet. <laughs> I just saw that now. I think you probably wrote that a few couple of minutes ago. Two feet, or three feet at least, the, the quail, deep. My, a day's journey in every direction. That's a lot of quail. <laughs> don't let don't let bad experiences from the past dictate what you believe God can do now. Sometimes we just got to put the past behind. Like Paul said, forgetting the things which are behind. I'm going to get back at this. There's been people who've let go of their faith in God in areas. And God's saying it's time to begin to pick that back up. It's time to stir yourself back up in this area because he says I, in this generation, he's going to have a people who believe God. I'm going to be in that group or you. I'm going to say it's possible. And we're going to see the power of God manifest in ways. I believe we, we're going to see we're going to see people with brain problems. Their brains just begin to think right. People that the doctors have written off and said they've got brain damage. They'll never think right again. So for some reason, and, and are you going to see the power of God hit some of those brains? That person in the moment, in the blink of an eye, is going to be normal again by the power of God. You see arms, legs grows up. You're going to see these kind of things. The, the, the medical science says it's impossible. Why? Because God can do it. It's possible. Might not be possible in the natural. It's possible to him and other areas as well. But I wanted to stir us up in the realm of the miraculous and believe what God can do. And that's what I've got on my heart today. I'm not going to go any longer. I do do these Sunday night ones a little bit shorter than I used to teach. But let's let's just close off and pray. Don't just tune off just because, well, well, you know, they're praying now. Just connect in with me for a moment, chat. Pray. Let's do this together. Let's stand in agreement as I begin to pray. And just connect up with me as I pray. Father God, I thank you that you're a God who can do anything. It's possible. It's possible, Father God. And I believe that. I believe it's possible. You can change things in bodies. You can do miracles. We're not going to place any limitations on you anymore. I believe your power, your anointing, the spirit of God can do it in people's lives. Spirit of God can do that in that body. And I thank you, Father God, right now. And I pray that you begin to move. You move in people's lives right now. As a group, we stand. We agree with you. We expect that. And we look to you for the, for the impossible to begin to happen in bodies and miracles and transformation and change and healing to take place. We put our faith, we believe the word that we've heard taught right now. And I thank you that it's possible. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that people can receive that miracle and a situation can change and a body and a a problem in the body can change right now. And we just look to you for that right now. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak that miracle into bodies. We speak that healing and the manifestation of the anointing power of God. That, 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 that power of the Holy Spirit that is able to do anything can go into that body and cause a change. And we expect that and we thank you that it's happening. We're not going to limit you, Father. We're not going to get discouraged because we haven't got results up to now. We're going to keep standing our ground and we're going to thank you. It's possible. It's happening. And we receive it. Thank you that miracles take place, Father God. I believe in a God who does miracles. And I am expecting it, Father God. And I thank you right now, even as we pray in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ, that miracles happen in people's bodies and in people's lives and in people's situations. And and, uh, we give you the glory for that, Father God, because it's by your power. 
I can't do it. No one else can do it. Only you can. It's by your power. It's by your mind. It's by the power of your spirit working in that situation that things change and things happen. And I give you the glory for that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, I, I, just at the bottom of the screen, I've put part of the link from these shores.online. I haven't put the full link there, but I'm currently running uh, a course on the Holy Spirit. It's a free course. So if you go to from these shores.online and you click on there, the link that says courses, the first course you see is a course on the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's running now, but the, the first number of the first few lessons have already been done. Uh, but you can you can catch up on the ones that have been done. And then once once a week, I'm doing a, a, another group of lessons that would go onto that website. All of the course takes place on that website. So if you want that content, you've got to get it on that website. Uh, but it's free for this course anyway. So you're welcome to sign up and join us for that, because I believe we need to learn more about the Holy Spirit. And uh, and God wants us as a church to, to understand more about him. That's why I'm doing this teaching. So you're welcome to join. Otherwise, every Sunday night, we, we were talking about healing and miracles uh, at, the, at the same time. It'll be good to see you with us again. So God bless you. Have a blessed evening and a blessed week. And just remember that it's possible. Just stir yourself up every day. Just remember, look at it and think it's possible. And 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 I see the different thank yous from people. And and uh, thank you, Anna, great message. And thank you and everyone. Good. Thank you for joining. Appreciate that. It's good to have you with us. And uh, we'll see you again soon. So God bless you.